Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachos. Yaradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Mila Halacha Aleph. We begin this topic of Mila, on which Rav Zal has incredible insights. We dedicate the learning today Leilui Nishmas Daniel Bredmeyer, Danny Safti, who's Shloishim. Today is the Shloishim. And also Lili Nishmas Yentefradl Bas Rabbi Shuarie Harini Kaporas Mishkova. And for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Gavriel Shloimoy Ben Idis, Chaim Yitzchok Ben Chanorivka, Akiva Michoel Ben Sora Huva, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Dvoira Gila Simcha bas Chava, Baruch Mordechai ben Tali, Soraleya bas Chavaliba, Avigal Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Chana bas Sora, David Lei ben Shena, Shlomo Nisim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Sora Gittel bas Chanariva, Hindachasa bas Chana, Miriam Esther bas Sora Gittel, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaim Arya ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chava Perel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassa, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Gitigan Endel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Tuviet Sviben Chayaliza, Vigalona Bas Yespendel, Sorocho Bas Yespendel, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, Gila Bas Brocha, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Lea, Behibasi Bas Shendel, Nasanachwan Ben Shendel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Besoich Shar Choli Yisroel. Halacha Aleph, Mila Bizmana, Dahainu Bayoim Hashmini, Doiche Shabbos. When a bris Mila is being done on the eighth day at the appropriate time, then it's even if it's on Shabbos, we will go ahead and do the bris Mila on Shabbos, even though it means causing bleeding, etc., certain things that would seem to violate the Shabbos. Whereas, if the bris had to be postponed for different reasons, the baby was yellow, different circumstances. If the bris is not being done on the eighth day, it's being done on the ninth or a month later, whenever it is, then if it, it will not be done on Shabbos. Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 19 in Likutei Maran, Shemilo hi bechinas shleimus loshen hakodesh al yedei loshen targum. Shehi bechinas tardema. Chapter 19 in Likutei Moran is a very deep, long, powerful chapter in Likutei Moran where Rabbein Zal addresses the topic of tikkun abris, and he speaks about the connection between the lower bris and the upper bris. The lower bris being the sphere of yesoid which is between Netzach and Hoid. Netzach is the right leg, Hoid is the left leg, and the Esoid is called the Bris, the Bris Koidish. But we know also that the Sifrei Kabbalah teach us that the ten spheroids are found in the head. And in that context, the Netzach and Hoid are the upper lip and the lower lip, and the Esoid is the tongue. It's called the Bris Haloshim. So there's the bris haloshain and the bris hamoer mem ayin vav resh, which is the lower bris. And Rabbein Zal in that chapter on the and in other chapters shows the significant connection between those two. The bris koidesh, the lower bris, 
refers to purity in the relationship between the husband and wife, between male and female, producing children, and the bris haloshoin refers to purity in speech. And Rabbeinu Zalver speaks about Loshen Koidesh. We know Hashem created the world with speech. Which speech? Loshen HaKoidesh, the language that the Torah is written in. Loshen HaKoidesh. So there, Rabbeinu in, in that chapter on Mikutim Ram, Rabbeinu draws a connection between the mitzvah of Bris Mila, which has two parts to it. There's the Chituch, there's the cutting away of the Orla, the orla is the foreskin. The orla, the word orla has the word ra in it. Ra lo. The orla represents something bad, evil, negative that has to be removed. And then there's the priya. Priya means the tearing of a, the skin, a membrane, and folding it over to reveal the crown. That's the terminology that's used. These are two critical steps in bris mila. And the Gemara says if a person only did one without the other, if a person didn't complete that second step, they didn't perform bris mila. It, we know that the Arabs have circumcision, but they only do the mila without the priya. So now Rabbi Nezal says there that the mitzvah of mila, which is supposed to remove a certain klipa, a certain tumor, from the, the, this young child, this young boy, and, and, re, and bring the child to a certain level of holiness, to enter into holiness, is synonymous with perfection of Loshen HaKoydish, of holy speech, Al Yedei Loshen Targum. Rabbi Nezal quotes the Zohar Kodesh, the Sifrei Kabbalah, which teach us that there's holiness, unholiness, and there's something in between. There's something that's a combination of good and bad, toivora, the eight sadas toivora, which is sometimes referred to as klipas noiga. We know that in the vision of Yecheskel Anavi, we just celebrated Shavuos a week ago approximately, and the Haftorah that we read on Shavuos is called the vision, the Maisa Merkava, the vision of the throne of Hashem that Yecheskel Anavi saw. And in that vision, he says that before he was able to see the light of the throne of Hashem, first he encountered three negative forces, the Ruach Sa'ara, Onon Godol, and Eish Mislakachas. These terms refer a storm wind, a dark cloud, a black fire. These represent three forces of Tuma, three klipois that are referred to as Ra Gomor, total evil, that need to be eliminated. Then it says he saw a fourth item called Noiga. He saw Noiga surrounding the throne of Hashem. And the term Noiga sometimes is referred to as twilight in between light and darkness. <clears throat> and, and the Sifrei Kabbalah speak a lot about it. And then you have the actual throne of Hashem. <clears throat> so the throne of Hashem is pure holiness. Before you can get to that, it's surrounded by these four items, these three klipois that are referred to as Ra, Gomor, total evil, and Noiga, which is good and bad. 
And Rabbein Azal explains over there on the Kutimran, based on, again, Sifrei Kabbalah, that we have Loshen Kodesh, we have the holy language, we have the 70 languages of the Goyim, which are Tomei languages. We know that on Yontif we say, Ato v'chartono mikol ha'amim. Hashem, you chose us from among all the nations. Ohafto isonu v'rotzisabonu. You loved us. You want us. V'roimamtono mikol halashoinos. And you elevated us above all the languages of the other nations. Our language, Loshon Kodesh, is way above all of these other languages. But there is an intermediary language. There is a bridge between Loshon Kodesh and the other languages, which is called Targum, Aramaic, which is the language that a lot of the Gemara is written in, the Zohar Kodesh is written in, in Loshon Aramis, or Targum as it's called. Shehi Bechinas Tardema. And the Arizal tells us that the word Targum is Bigimatria Tardema. Tardema means a deep sleep. And this term is used in the Torah that originally when Hashem created Odom and Chava, they were created back to back, attached, like Siamese twins that are attached by the back. In that form, they couldn't produce children. In order for them to produce children, they had to be severed, cut apart, so that they could turn around and be face to face, be able to face each other face to face. So the Torah tells us that in order to do this, Hashem imposed a tardema, a deep sleep on Adam, and then Kaviochel Hashem severed this connection and built up the tzela, the rib, which, was, which became Chava, the mother of all of creation. So the Arizal makes this connection between Tardema and Targum. Dehainu, Rav Nosenthal says, Dehainu, Alidei Shemachnien Horah, Shel Hashivim Lashonois, by us working on defeating and suppressing and eliminating the evil of the 70 languages of the nations. And these 70 languages of the nations also represent the Midois Rois of all of these 70 nations. Kas, Gaiva, all types of Midois Rois that are included in these, that, that each one of these 70 nations specializes in one of these Midois Rois. So we, by us being Machnia, the evil, the negativity of the 70 languages, Shehu Bechinas Orla, which corresponds to the Orla, that part of the bris that has to be cut away and removed, Shechoit which we cut away, This will result also in weakening and defeating the negative aspect of Targum, and the good aspect of Targum, the good part of Noiga, will be able to be elevated and integrated into Loshon HaKodesh, to become part of the domain of holiness. And this explains the two steps, two major steps in Brismila which are the chituch, the cutting away of the orla, and the priya. Dahainu chituch ha'orla, 
הוא בחינס שחויתכן ומגרשן אסחורה הכולל של שבעים המומן. This means that we're cutting away and chasing away, eliminating the evil, the, the total evil of the 70 nations. This term, Ra HaKoylel, is a term that's used to refer to Pegama Bris. Pegama Bris is called a, a, a level of negativity and evil that's Koylel all types of negativity. Because remember, the word Bris, the word Bris is Bigematria 612, plus one for the word itself is 613. So bris is koilel the entire Torah. Shmira sabris means observing the entire Torah. Pegama bris means a person connecting themselves to every type of evil, every type of negativity. Ki orlo hibachinas sholosh klipois hatmeois. Because the orlo corresponds to those three negative klipois that we spoke about earlier. Shehem bechinas shivim l'shoinois, which are represented by the 70 nations of the world. Upriya hi bechinas noiga, whereas priya addresses that klipa of noiga that's good and bad mixed together. Shehi bechinas targum, which is like the language of targum, which is an intermediary between Hebrew and the other languages, between Loshan Kodesh and the other languages. Bechinas Tardema. And the Arizal says that Targum is also Bigimatria Tardema. She'oyle el hakedusha. This, this the good of this Noiga, the good of this Targum, rises up into holiness al yidei hachnoas When we eliminate and defeat the Orla, that Ra Gomer, that total negativity. Because through the mitzvah of Priya, we remove the negative aspect of Tardema, of Targum, and we, we defeat it. And the good part of Targum, the good part of Tardema, is able to rise up and be integrated into holiness. And this is why the Gemara says, that if the Mohel only did the, mo, the Mila part, the Chituch, the removing of the Orla, but he didn't go ahead and do the next step of the Priya, it's as if he did not perform the mitzvah of bris mila. Ki ikar hamila hu bishvil hapriya. Because the most important part of the bris mila is to get to that phase two, that priya. She'al yodo nishlam haloshen koidish. Because that's what will make the loshen koidish complete. Loshen koidish is holy, but it's not its full measure of holiness until you're able to take the good part, the good aspect of Noiga, the good aspect of, of, the, of Targum, and integrate it into Lashon Kodesh, that's what makes the Lashon Kodesh complete. This is why we have a mitzvah every week, that we know that we have the six days of the week, which are weekday, which are not holy, and we have Shabbos, which is called Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos is holiness. And on Friday, 
when we're, we're headed towards Shabbos, there's a special mitzvah of Shnayim Mikra Ve'echo Targum, of a Jew taking the Parsha of the week that's going to be read that Shabbos, and read each Pasuk twice, and then the Targum once. Double Loshen Kodesh, two portions of Loshen Kodesh, one portion of Targum. And this is one of the major preparations for Shabbos that men, perf- men perform on Erev Shabbos Kodesh. There are some people that spread it out throughout the week. The ultimate way, if a person can, is to do this on Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, as a preparation for Shabbos. Because this process that we just described, where you have bad and good, and you have a bridge in between, you have the languages of the Goyim, you have Loshim Kodesh, and you have this Targum in between, is also the relationship between the six days of the week and Shabbos. And we're told that when Shabbos is entering, that's an opportunity for the good aspect of Noiga to be integrated into the Kedusha of Shabbos and make the Kedusha and complete the Kedusha. But, and, and one of the ways that we participate in this is by reciting this Shnaya Mikra Vecha Targum, by which we're elevating the good aspect of Targum and plugging it into Loshen Kodesh, thereby making the Loshen Kodesh whole and complete. Any questions? Rav Nosanzal continues, This will explain why we wait for the eighth day after a, a, a boy is born in order to perform the mitzvah so that that child lives seven days in this world while the orla is attached to him and then we go ahead and defeat and, and subdue the, the orla and this is an example of accomplishing this task of being mashlim the Loshen Kodesh via Targum, by, via including Targum in the picture. Rab writes, because I heard from Rabbein Zal, and note he doesn't say Zal because he's writing this while Rabbein Zal was still living. Rabbein Zal told me that this concept of completing Loshna Kodesh through Targum, through the use of Targum, corresponds to the mitzvah of Mila. Because there's a famous medrash where the medrash says that the apikursim, one says, one of the rabbis, you call yourself religious? You call yourself being respectful of Hashem? If Hashem wanted a boy to be circumcised, why didn't Hashem do it? Why didn't Hashem create us circumcised? as is brought in Medrash Rabbah of Bereshis, chapter 11. It seems as if you're going in and correcting, fixing what Hashem did. Hashem created the child with this Arla, and you're going in and doing this operation to make things better. 
but based on what Rabbein Azal writes there in chapter 19 in Likut Imran, that the perfection of Loshen Kodesh, which comes from above, which comes from heaven, even though it comes from heaven, even though Loshen Kodesh is heavenly and it's holy, However, it is not complete, it is not perfect, until the Targum is plugged into it. It requires us working on this process of engaging this Noiga, this Targum, and defeating the negative aspect of Targum and elevating the good of Targum and plugging it into Loshna Kodesh. And that's what makes Loshna Kodesh whole and complete. And that's exactly what's taking place with the mitzvah of Bris Mila. Hashem wants us down here on earth to complete the Kedusha. Hashem created the world incomplete, intentionally, not because he couldn't finish the job, because he wanted to give us the privilege of being partners in creation. We say, Asher Boro Eloikim, Vayechal Eloikim Bayim Ashvi, it's called Hashem, on the seventh day, Hashem completed everything. Asher Boro Eloikim, which Hashem created, La'asois, to create, to make. What does that mean? Hashem created it, and in parentheses, incomplete, La'asois, in order for us to finish the job, for us to have the privilege of participating in, in Bria Soilam. Ayin Shom study chapter 19 in Likutim Ran well, Vahavain, and understand this. And now Rav Nosan Zal says, let me clarify this a little bit. Mm. Question. We always have the women's gallery. Can it be said that the cooking that women do for Shabbos accomplishes the same thing of transforming the klipas noiga? That is, we take neutral ingredients and transform them into holy Shabbos food? My answer is, I don't know. I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't volunteer to say this on my own. But I do know, I believe, Be'emunah Shlema, that men and women have a very, very important role in everything, everything that's taking place in Kedusha. And certainly the preparations that women make towards Shabbos, cleaning the home, dressing differently for Shabbos, all the different preparations and preparing the special foods of Shabbos definitely play a major role in, in all the tikkunim that need to be accomplished. Okay, so now Rav Nosadah says, let me explain this a little bit. Ki it's known, she'ikr shleimus ha-kedusha hu'alidei that what really completes the holiness is the fact that there are human beings that have free choice. This was the main will of Hashem. 
in why he created the world and in everything that Hashem does, that we human beings should be put into a position to choose whether we accept Hashem's authority or we don't accept Hashem's authority, whether we learn what Hashem wants and what Hashem expects from us and we comply with that, or chas v'shalom, we don't. Hashem wanted there to be this other side, this, this opposition, this opposition force, this sitra achra, which, which has a, a hold on everything, whose job it is to try to seduce us and turn us away from the right path. And by us conquering this sitra this yetzahara, and suppressing and eliminating the evil, the negativity, this is what enables us to complete the full holiness. And this is really what makes the holiness complete. One example of this is the fact that we're told that the completion, the shleimus of Lashna Kodesh is dependent on Targum. Ki Targum hu Because the language of Targum, which we say is a combination of good and bad, is like Bechira. Bechira is choice, the ability to choose between good and bad, right and wrong. Shehu memutza bein Targum and Bechira are the intermediary between good and bad. And, and, and that results in this concept of this in-between, between good and bad, which is Targum, which is Bechira, meaning that Hashem gives us the ability to choose this or the opposite. And by us defeating and overpowering the sitrachra, and defeating the evil, the negativity, that automatically suppresses and defeats the negative part of our choices, which corresponds to the negative aspect of Targum, and then the good is able to rise up and enter into and complete the holiness. This is what's meant by Loshen Kodesh becoming complete through Targum. Rav Nassim says we already discussed this once previously towards the beginning of Yoridea, in volume one of Yoridea, in Hilchas Taruvois, which deals with the laws of mixtures, 
mixtures of kosher and non-kosher, when non-kosher falls into kosher or vice versa, and what the laws are pertaining to that. And this is the concept of bris mila. This is why Hashem created us with this orla, with this evil, this negativity attached to us. Hashem wanted us to have this attachment to orla, to this evil that represents it's a composite of all the evil of all 70 nations. Why? So that this human being should be faced with a situation of choice, good and bad. We have both of them inside of us. Because this is really the only reason why Hashem created man in the world in order for man to be tested in this specific area, the area of Tikanabris versus Pigamabris, how pure a person will maintain their thoughts and their words and their actions regarding the relationship between men and women. Because this is the main this is the main balance, the main scale between good and bad. Miskala is the Aramaic word for mishkal, when you have a set of scales. And afterwards, after the seven days go by, on that eighth day, we cut away that Arla, we defeat it. And then the Kedusha becomes complete. Because what really makes the Kedusha complete and what makes Lashon Kodesh complete is by us being able to process the Targum. Meaning by us being put into a situation where we have to choose between good and bad. We have both of them. And we choose to eliminate the bed. We choose to cut away the orla. And we choose to do the priya, which is that tikkun of that klipas noiga, of that targum. And this is why this orla is attached to this child, to this baby boy for seven days. Ki shivas hayomim heim bechinas klolius shivim shona. Because the, the holy books tell us, the Sforim tell us, that seven days is symbolic of the lifetime of a person, which is 70 years, as the Pasuk says. And we're told that throughout the lifetime of a person, <clears throat> the basic lifetime, which is 70 years, there is this attachment to, to, of this negativity, this sitrachra, this other side. And this is what forces us <clears throat> to sleep, to have to sleep, that tardema, that deep sleep. Kamei as it says in Tehillim, chapter 
the days of our lives are 70 years, and it's a flow of sleep. Throughout these 70 years, we have this Yetzirah with us, who's trying to put us to sleep, trying to make us lose consciousness, lose awareness of what our real purpose in life is, what our mission in life is. And we have to work to defeat this sleep. The Gemara says sleep is a six, one-sixtieth of death. Which means to defeat the negative aspect of it, of Tardema, of Targum, and to elevate the good aspect of it. And this is what's alluded to in the fact that during the first seven days of the child, that orla is attached. Shehi bechinas his gabrus hatardema kol hashiva yomim. This this represents the force, this tardema, this targum, this klipas noiga, that that's that's upon us during those seven days, which are representative of the seventy years sheyesh pohem koyach abchira, during which we're faced with these challenges, with this battle between good and bad. And after seven days, on the eighth day, we cut it away, we eliminate it. This represents the concept of being able to make Loshen Kodesh complete as a result of having engaged the Targum, as a result of having dealt with the Targum properly. And this will explain why the halacha is that a bris mila, when it's being done on the eighth day, if it's Shabbos, the mila pushes aside the laws of Shabbos. We're allowed to desecrate the Shabbos in, in what's critical, what's necessary for the bris mila. Because what defines the holiness of Shabbos is She'oz oile hatardema bechinas noigel hakedusha. The Sifrei Kabbalah teach us that on Shabbos is when the tardema, the noiga, the good aspect of noiga, rises up and enters into holiness. Vohora hakoilel and the negativity shehem hasholish klipois, which is represented especially by those three klipois that are total evil. Nichno and Legamrios are defeated completely. As Rabbeinazal explains over there in chapter 19 in Likutimran, Bear of Shabbos. When Rabbeinazal explains based on the Arizal, the mitzvah of bathing in warm water or hot water on Erev Shabbos. That when we do that, Ayin Sham, take a look over there in chapter 19 where Rabbeinazal discusses this. The Arizal explains that when we bathe in hot water on Erev Shabbos, that causes a response, a reaction in heaven, that a heavenly fire comes down, a shalheveska, a heavenly fire that, that burns, that destroys those three klipois that are complete evil, who would want to try to jump on the bandwagon. They also want to jump into Shabbos. They also want to get involved. That destroys them. That fire of Kedusha destroys their fire. 
and it, it allows the toiv of Targum to enter, the toiv of Klipas Noiga, to enter into the Kedusha and complete the Kedusha. And this is why we go ahead and we do a bris mila even on Shabbos. In order to, to do a similar process to what Shabbos is all about, in order to defeat the negativity and to be able to elevate the toy, the good of Targum, into Kedusha. That's what the holiness of Shabbos is really all about. And this is why a bris mila must be done during the day, not at night. Because the, one of the main accomplishments of the mitzvah of mila is to defeat that deep sleep, that tardema, which is especially prevalent at night by normal, healthy people. We're living in a crazy, re- absurd, ridiculous generation thanks to Thomas Edison that gave us these lights so we don't need the sun. We don't, people forgot the norm that when the sun is up, you're awake, and when the sun goes down, you go to sleep. So now we have a reversal. We have so many people that suffer from sleep deprivation, that stay up all night and most of the night, and if they sleep, they're sleeping during the day. But here he's talking about normal, normal, healthy. We want to be machmia the tardema, which is shoylet balayla, ubayoyim yechoylen lachmiyo levatla. And it's during the daylight hours that we have the ability to defeat the tardema, to defeat the negative aspects of sleep and eliminate it. Amen. Remember again that because this is Halacha Aleph, because Rav Zal wrote this early in his career, while Rav Zal was still living, Rav Zal was approximately 30 years old or less, the style here usually in Halacha Aleph and sometimes Halacha Beis is much shorter and less explanatory than we'll find usually in the later Halachas. Any questions, please? Good morning, Rav Nossin. Just to clarify that the, the struggle of integrating the Ra with the Noga, Tadem, etc., into Kedusha, the baby himself is, is obviously not struggling with that because they're a baby, but is that for everybody else to get this message? Correct. And again, even though we don't see the baby doing mitzvahs or doing stuff, just by being in this world, those seven days, <clears throat> with the orla attached, and then the whole, the entire procedure of bris mila, we just started touching on it. All the different aspects of bris mila <clears throat> are all going to perform the tikkun that's needed in order to make all of this happen. For the ra gomor to be eliminated completely, for the Targum the Tardema to be addressed, to recognize the good and bad there, to eliminate the bad and take the good and integrate it into the holiness, etc. Thank you, Apostle. Sure. Anyone else, please? Halacha Beis. Alpi Hamaimar la Shemesh Som Oil Bohem, Vuhu Kechosan Yoitse Mikhuposoi. 
This halacha is going to be based on chapter 49 in Likutei Maran, one of the famous Torahs in Likutei Maran, a long, deep chapter in Likutei Maran, which Rabbein Azal said on the Shabbos Sheva Brachas of one of his daughters. Vahaklal, to summarize the main concept that Rabbein Azal refers to over there, I'm sorry, Rav Nassim says, Ayin Shom Kol Hamaymar Heitev, study that entire chapter well, Kihu Inyan Omoik, Veniflo Mo'oid Mo'oid. Because the ideas that Rabbein Azal presents there are deep and very, very deep and wondrous. Rav Nassim doesn't write this about every Torah. Certain Torahs where Rav Nassim says this is something unbelievable. <clears throat> Because we're going to see in a moment what Rabbi Nezal does in, that cha- in the beginning of that chapter in Likud Imran is he shows the correspondence between the process of Hashem creating the world, how Hashem went about creating the world, and the process of how a Jew serves Hashem. How that's a microcosm of the creation, the whole process of creation. Vahaklal, to summarize what Rabbi Nezal presents there, Ki oir lahavius halev shalisha Yisraeli, hu bechinas ein soif. The passion inside of a Jew's heart, the neshama, the soul, which is yearning for Hashem, is infinite. That passion, that yearning, is something infinite. <clears throat> because there is no boundary, it's boundless. The natural yearning that a Jewish soul has for Hashem is infinite, no boundaries. Remember, we mentioned many times that the word nefesh, which is one of the words used to describe a soul, the word nefesh means desire. Avraham Avinu said to the Mechais, if you want to allow me to bury. So this is, refers to this desire for Hashem, this longing for holiness, for spirituality. And based on this, based on this infinite yearning that's taking place inside of a Jew, it wouldn't be possible for us to put that into any shape or form, into any midos, to put it into, to actualize it in any physical form. Therefore, it's extremely important for us to be able to constrict and control and limit that light, that yearning. And in order to create a vacant space inside of our heart. When you have, let's say, a, a, a pool, a large pool filled with water, and, and you can't necessarily do certain things if it's just wall-to-wall water. So what you want to do is, let's say in the middle of that pool, you want to move the water to, to all four sides and vacate an area in the middle of that pool that you're able to do certain things, that kind of concept. Here also, 
my, the heart is filled with this infinite light, this infinite longing. But in order for me to be able to do, to actualize these feelings for Hashem, to, to actualize it in giving charity, in, in eating kosher, all of those things, I must be able to constrict that light to move and create, vacate an area as David Amel says until him, Velibi Bekirbi. My heart has a halal, a vacant space inside of me. And inside of that vacant space that was created as a result of pulling the light to the sides in all four directions. Inside that vacant space, it's possible to reveal good deeds, actions, good midos, chesed, anava, humility, all the different midos and, and good actions. And through these good deeds, and good character traits that are revealed inside that vacant space in the heart, that's how I show that I'm accepting the authority of Hashem, Hashem's kingdom, 100%. Here again, you have people who, my, my rabbi Rav Roosevelt used to call cardiac Jews, they don't perform any mitzvahs, don't keep Shabbos, don't eat kosher, don't, nothing. They, I, I love God. I believe in God. I love God right here. Of course I love God and I love people. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a wonderful person. They, they don't realize that that's not accepting the authority, the malchus of Hashem. Malchus is, a, malchus is something that's defined. Authority is defined. Do this, don't do that. That kind of thing. And the way that we accept the oil malchus shamayim is when we're operating within constrictions, within boundaries. And all of this is tied into the creation of the world. The Sifrei Kabbal explained that originally, before Hashem created the worlds, there was only the infinite light of Hashem. Hashem constricted that light to the sides in all four directions, in order to create a vacant space in the middle. And inside that vacant space was revealed, is revealed the Midois of Hashem. Chachma, Bina, Das, Chesed, Gvura, all the Midois of Hashem. And they are also the different worlds that Hashem created. The Oilam Ho'atzilus and Bria and Yetzir and Asir were all able to be created only once that infinite light was constricted to a degree and a vacant area was, was created in which this creation could take place. And we know that the creation of the world and all the different worlds 
is what reveals the kingdom of Hashem. The Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that the reason Hashem created everything is because ein melech baloyam. You can't have a king without a nation. So they had, Hashem had to make a nation. Originally there was just Hashem. Hashem alone is not king yet. King is king over whom? Or ruling over whom? So there had to be a nation, there had to be a world, and worlds, and all for, for this purpose. And this process, this entire process that Hashem did at the beginning of creation, takes place inside each and every single one of us, inside every Jew who has a heart. And again, the heart is starts off as an oirein soif, but but that's not the tachlis yet. We have to we have to constrict that desire. And, and create a, and vacate a space in which midos can be developed, in which action we can show our love for Hashem and respect for Hashem through the activities that we perform or we don't perform. We'll just do the next... Hmm. Maybe we'll hold it over here. I don't want to rush through this because this isn't easy. <coughs> Rav Nosson is going to give us one more paragraph from Likute Moran as introduction to the halacha again, explaining more and clarifying more the process of the creation of the world and how it parallels what's taking place inside of every single one of us. Wishing everybody a wonderful day, a wonderful week. We should be zeicher. Today, Wednesday, we still didn't say Tachnon, and tomorrow we don't say Tachnon. Thursday, we're still connected to Shavuos, this great light of Shavuos, which continues for seven days. <coughs> Should be zeichet to bask in this light of shvuas, and be zeichet that Hashem should f- complete the process that He started, the tikkun that He began with the gula shleima, the coming of Moshiach, the binyan beis mikdash. Amen. Amen. Amen.